0: T's and C's apply, New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. I preempt this next uh, segment of the show by saying I am a Tottenham Hotspur fan and uh, have been for a long, long time. And therefore, uh, we cop so much crap from people over the, the years for the fact that our side is so unpredictable yeah, and so um, so disappointing when it comes to putting trophies in the cabinet that we don't mind dishing it out from time to time. And we don't mind dishing it out to people who support Manchester United. Uh, because they've got more trophies uh, over the years than uh, most can ever even dream about. But not now. Things aren't going too good, Uh, which is a perfect time to bring in Ricardo Ball uh, to talk football with us for the next uh, 15 minutes or so. On the back of uh, dropping uh, a match to Liverpool by 4-0 yesterday, Uh, Ricardo Ball, 4-0. Very disappointing. In fact, did I see where Roy Keane was um, all over them like a rash saying it was disgraceful?
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah, and, and then he followed it up by saying he's not even angry anymore, he's just sad. Uh, and Gary Neville doubled down on that and said Manchester United are broken. Um, the club is broken. And, yeah, you know, it's hard to disagree with him. You know, um, being a United fan, I think, I mean, I've been watching the team uh, for a long, long time. I started following them in the late 70s. Um, and, you know, I thought the game against Everton where we lost 1-0 was probably the worst performance I've ever seen from any any United team. Uh, but that first half against Liverpool wouldn't have been far too far behind, to be honest, and if you can't get up for a game against your biggest rival and get stuck in, then, then what are you getting up for? So, yeah, uh, you know, the talk is that there's going to be 12 players go out the door, um, and, you know, it, it's going to have to be a complete rebuild. And I mean, at this point, you know, the, particularly with Arsenal winning this morning, uh, and, the way Spurs um, have been going, I, I can't see us getting uh, that Champions League spot. In fact, probably lucky to, to qualify for Europe at all the way. Things are cracking.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, actually. I know they've been without uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, over the last uh, game or two, which is incredibly sad. Um, and, you yeah. know, there would be a lot of uh, feeling within the team and within the club and around the world. But I, I look at Manchester United as a fan base. And there's not too many bigger ones uh, around the world. That are, I mean, the Yankees are right up there. you probably see Yankees caps, but Manchester United shirts are just as, as prominent. So it's not just like it's uh, central to Manchester, is it?
1: No, it's the thing. that gets felt everywhere, doesn't it? I mean, you know, when you've got a big fan base like that and, you know, I mean, fingers have been pointed for a long time. I mean, you know, Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer, um, you know, got a lot of stick for a long, long time, um, but his team didn't do this. Uh, you know, you, you look at, you know, I pointed to the other day to Villarreal, um, who have knocked out uh, Juventus and Bayern Munich out of the Champions League this season. Well, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer took this Manchester United squad to Spain and beat them 2-0, uh, which would suggest to me that he's actually not that bad a manager and, and, and he isn't the problem. Um, I think there's been uh, there's been a lot of fractures in the dressing room. Um, I think the sooner the club sees the back of people like Paul Pogba and Jesse Lingard, the better. I think um it's all about uh, your brand and your persona uh, you know your personal instagram account rather than anything else for a lot of those guys and uh, rather than about the club and I, I think that needs to go, and that's something that's been hammered home uh, by a few people as well. so. Yeah, I think there's going to be massive changes and it's probably going to be a while before we see Manchester United back on top. And, you know, as United fans, uh, you're reduced to hoping Manchester City win the title so that you can stay uh, one ahead of Liverpool.
0: Well, next up uh, on Saturday night New Zealand time, uh, they play Arsenal and I can uh, Mm. inform uh, people that don't know at home, uh, Arsenal knocked over Chelsea this morning, 4-2 away. So that uh, is a handy result uh, and something for Manchester United to look forward to there.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how in United front, um, it'll be interesting to see what Ralph Rangnick does with the team, to be fair. I mean, you know, Paul Pogba... Um, went off injured in the first ten minutes against Liverpool after the first goal had been conceded, and the general feeling amongst Manchester United fans. I know Andrew Gordy tweeted something about this as well, uh, and he wasn't the only one. It's like you know he went off with a calf injury, but everybody thinks he actually pulled his can't be effed muscle, um, and just and just wanted out, you know, and and that's <laughs> been a big a, 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 a big problem for United and, and the fan base with Paul because uh, you know they, they think his attitude's not great. Um, Um, And and you see that seep through. So what sort of team United put out is going to be interesting. Um, Arsenal, it was a great win for them this morning, although uh, I think Thomas Tuchel said it best when he said that um, Chelsea, you know, they might have lost 4-2, but really they set up six goals because, um, no, five goals, I should say, because you know there was a bad penalty they gave away. Andreas Christensen made a bad back pass that gave Saka a one-on-one. He was basically saying, "Look, Arsenal didn't create much. We we just we were poor." And uh, top, uh, sorry, Chelsea were without a, quite a few players as well in their defence, and they had a random shape. Tuchel made some strange tactical decisions, and Arsenal profited. And you got to remember that Arsenal before that had lost to Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Southampton. And three games in a row, mm. so I don't think Arsenal are in a great spot at the moment. This win will definitely helped them, obviously. Um, and, but it's all on United now to to show that some fight and go to the Emirates on on Saturday night New Zealand time. Uh, it's eleven thirty to kick off, uh, and 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 try and get something, try and get a win, and get back into that fight for the for the top four. But I mean, you know, Bruno Fernandez has come out and said after that game, Liverpool are fighting for the title. We don't fight for anything that's the difference, you know, and you can see how disheartened and disappointed he is. Um, So, like I say, yeah, what that team looks like, what Ralph Raniak does between now and then is is going to be very interesting, and I think, like most United fans, uh, can't wait for the season to finish, to be fair.
0: Well, you're dead right in saying that Liverpool are fighting for the table, and they did that with that 4-0 win over the United, but that was counted this morning by Manchester City uh, with a 3-0 win over Brighton. Yeah,
1: exactly, and, you know, Manchester City were clinical this morning. I mean, Brighton, as I mentioned, uh, had beaten Arsenal, they'd also beaten Tottenham. Their last two games, they'd gone to Arsenal, gone to Tottenham, so they'd both been away and they'd won both, uh, both those games. So they're a, a team that plays decent brand of football. They're hard to score against, they're hard to break down, and they make life difficult for teams. Um, at the moment, they, they currently sit 10th on the table. If they finish there, that'll be the highest uh, league finish in their history, um, which gives you an idea of how, how well they are going. And, uh, yeah, they gave City a really good game. It was nil all at half time and, uh, and and then City got one early in the second half, which meant that Brighton had to open up a bit more to try and pull one back, and then uh, City were able to capitalise. And, and they won 3-0 in the end, but that's what champion teams do. You know, they, they, they play tough teams who sit in and make life difficult for you, and they find a way to win. And uh, that's what Manchester City have done, and I tell you, it's going to be blow for blow. There's six games left for both Liverpool and City. Uh, for the rest of the season, and it's going to go back and forward, back and forward, as as these two duke it out. And to be honest, I don't think either can afford to drop any points. I think they're both going to, you know, if they want to win the title, they have to win out.
0: Elsewhere, uh, Everton won, Leicester won, uh, but also a very interesting result too, towards the bottom of the table, and uh, the news just seems to get a little bit better uh, game by game for Newcastle, knocking over Crystal Palace uh, 1-0. Chris Wood's starting in that game. In fact, I think he played the whole 90 but uh, there is speculation that uh, he might be moving on. Have you heard that?
1: I haven't heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think, you know, it was a tactical transfer by Newcastle. At the time that they signed him, he was at Burnley, and they were very much in a a, a relegation scrap, and Burnley was one of their biggest competitors in that relegation scrap, and they took their their top goal scorer off them. Uh, He hasn't quite delivered, to be fair. I mean he's only scored twice uh, since he's been at Newcastle, uh, which isn't what you would have expected from Chris Wood. Um, but I, I mean, I think Newcastle are on the up and up. You know, particularly with all the money they've got from um, the new owners, uh, the Saudi Arabians, they will be looking in the next transfer window to go again and to build that squad and to, to make improvements. And you know, if you, uh, they'll, they'll be looking at. I would imagine they will have set. Eddie Howe, some targets, and the target probably for next season, once you've had an off season to build and, and, and get uh, some transfers in and, and spend some money, will be to be knocking on the door of Europe um, and, and the Europa League. And will they see Chris Wood as a starting striker in a team that gets to the Europa League? Probably not. Um, uh, will he be happy to be an off-the-bench type striker at this part, part, of, part of his career uh, at a club like Newcastle? I don't know. You'd have to ask him that. But it would not surprise me if you see Chris Wood move on. Where would he go? Uh, a lot of questions there. I mean, he could do worse than uh, than going to somewhere like Everton if they stay up um, because, you know, Everton financially are in a lot of trouble. They're going to have to shift a whole bunch of players. Um, so the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, will probably go, so they'll need to look for someone. And he might be a bit of a bargain that they can, they can get in.
0: Uh, just before we get back to the Phoenix uh, During the week of course it was confirmed That uh, Derby County would drop Now a lot of those points that they lost Were administrative problems So uh, not really the mm. finger being pointed at Their manager Wayne Rooney But uh, what about Derby That's um, what down to the third tier now uh, Once for yeah. Our club
1: Yeah very much so You know I mean Derby County Particularly in the 70s uh, were, When it used to be the first division Pre-Premier League days Were, were always there or thereabouts um, and, You know they were they were a massive club uh, and, you know, they've still got a massive fan base. Uh, they're one of those clubs a bit like Nottingham Forest. You know, about the same size as Leicester City. There's a lot of potential there. It's actually a pretty big club with a big fan base. Uh, new American owner uh, hasn't been officially signed off, but looks like that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, he seems to be uh, talking the talk. He said that, um, you know, they're not going to have this huge amount of money, but there will be enough money to replenish the squad because... And this is what Wayne Rooney's dealing with. Uh, Coming the end of the season, uh, they're only going to have five contracted players. Um, so a lot of players they've had have come in on loan or on short-term deals because of all the uh, transfer sanctions against them because of their financial state. And they lost 21 points through deductions because of going into administration and things. And uh, it's only now with two games left they've officially been relegated, which shows you what a great job Wayne Rooney's done. I mean, given the the players that he's lost and the squad that he's got, if they didn't have that points deduction, I think they'd be sitting 14th in the table, which is uh, pretty damn good. You know, I think he's done a really good job, and you know I hold my hand up. I didn't think he would be a success as a manager. I didn't. I didn't really see it, but uh, he's done great job there at Derby County, and you know there's he he turned down apparently uh, the chance to manage Everton. That when Frank Lampard got the job because he was committed to Derby and wanted to see it through, he felt he owed them, which I think is you know is really good to see. But I don't know that Frank Lampard lasts beyond the end of this season, uh, given given how his tenure at Everton's been. And you know Wayne Rooney would make sense for for Everton. You know he's a, he's an Everton old boy, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen.
0: He's also a Manchester United old boy, uh, Ricardo, as we well know, with a proud history of scoring goals, etc. There. And if he's that good a manager, is he not wasted way down there in Division 3? Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, I think so. I mean, I, it's hard to say. I mean, we saw Frank Lampard, you know, going back to him, uh, have a season with Derby County in the Championship. Uh, he got them to six. He, they got into the playoffs and got knocked out. And then the next season, he was the Chelsea manager. And that didn't work. Um in the long term because I think he needed time to develop and time to learn the trade. And I think Rooney will be, you know, he could be in that same basket. I mean, he has done things a lot tougher than Frank Lampard did them because uh, Frank Lampard had all the money in the world um, when he was at Derby and and couldn't quite get it done. So I think you see Rooney's probably the better manager based on the track record. Uh, Third tier, I mean, it might not be the worst idea for him to have another year um, managing mm. at that level and just getting to, getting to know the job but I, I think given his profile the chances are he'll be offered something he probably can't say no to
0: Wellington Phoenix play the Western Sydney Wanderers Eden Park on Sunday uh, I would imagine uh, Ricardo Ball might be going there unless you're working for us that is of course uh, and if you do go you'll I'm be looking both, for a much better result uh, oh, okay, yeah. we'll be looking for a, a much better result Ricardo than we saw in Wellington last week
1: Definitely a much better result. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, second game of the season, the Wellington Phoenix beat Central Coast Mariners 2-1. Since then, uh, a team that's middling and is outside of the playoffs um, has caused some teams some problems, but can't put a consistent run together. We've lost two games to them, 5-0 and 4-0 in the last couple of months, which is a bit of a head-scratcher to me as to why that's happening. Um, so uh, I think the Western Sydney Wanderers um, coming to town is going uh, to be a great challenge. They played last night and uh, they were 3-0 up after 30 minutes and ended up winning 3-2 against Newcastle Jets. They were hanging on a bit towards the end. Uh, and they're a club that seems to have the opposite problem to the Phoenix. You know, The Phoenix, if they, if they don't score first, they lose the game. Uh, Well, Western Sydney Wanderers have have scored first a lot and given up leads. And we nearly saw them do it again last night. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And, of course, uh, there's the story, too, with uh, Mark Rudan, the former Phoenix coach who left uh, in controversial circumstances, is loathed by Phoenix fans. They call him the Snake because of the way he left the club and took players with him. And he's uh, back at the helm of Western Sydney Wanderers. So there's there's that story, too. But, yeah, uh, I will be there watching the game but I will be there sitting alongside Chris Milicic calling the game for SENZ.
0: Fantastic so I look forward to that uh, we'll continue to, uh, to plug that um, and that will mean of course if you you know if you were going to Eden Park then no doubt uh, you've got your business class tickets booked to Doha on June the 14th <laughs> for the All Whites in Costa Rica SENZ will be covering that for you too. Yeah, obviously
1: I, I Hutch hasn't returned my calls on that just yet, but uh I'm I'm sure he's just working on the uh the details in the background Smith and yeah, no no doubt I'll be there calling it live for S C no, but looking forward to that. June fourteen, what it, what an occasion it'll be. It's just a pity that we don't you know, it's not here, but um I think it's actually June 15 New Zealand time. By the time it kicks off, it'll be mm. it'll be Sparrows' fart far in the morning. But uh, no, what a, what a great opportunity! It's the end of the season too, so we'll have all our players available. There'll be no, nothing to worry about in terms of getting players released. So hopefully, we should see Danny Hayes' best uh, All Whites team available uh, out there against that, that Costa Rican team. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, it's exciting you know, the biggest game in New Zealand football for 13 years. Really, you'd have to say for the All-Whites.
0: Mm, it's fascinating. Fascinating and uh, I think winnable in a one-off situation. So uh, I look forward to that, uh, really do. Uh, I love those uh, those big occasions. Uh, Ricardo, enjoy Eden Park. Uh, and thank you very good much day, for your time uh, this, mor- uh, this morning. And uh, good luck. Uh, I know it sets your tone for the week. So from all of our point of view, let's just hope you can get some points at Arsenal, eh? Yeah, well, indeed, mate. I mean, nobody wants to see Arsenal win, let's be honest.
1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91